We are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. Good morning, fam. Welcome to the Nomad Me Podcast. Today, we're talking to M. Shannon Hernandez, who helps people establish themselves as experts. If you want to be a thought leader, build a brand and a business that you're proud of around your knowledge and your authenticity, this is the episode to listen to. Let's do this. Welcome, M. Shannon Hernandez. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you and I'm excited to, to interview you. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here. This is great. Um, I always get my guests to um, introduce themselves. So without like hearing your life story, which actually I totally want to hear, but we don't have that much time. uh, Can you tell us who you are? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, I was a teacher for 15 years. I woke up one day and said, I ain't doing this shit anymore. And then I opened a business and here it is, mshannonhernandez.com. Um, I am a marketing consultant and I help people find joy first in all areas of their life because if you're not happy, shit ain't going to work. <laughs> money follows joy in that order. <laughs> joy first, then money. Um, and I've been in business for the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been in business for um, just coming on five years and I'm a multi six figure um, business owner. And uh, I'm taking my company to multi-millions in the next few years. I've hired a consultant and we're on track. So I'm really excited. Wow, that's super, super cool. So how, what, uh, what type of marketing are we talking about? We're talking about thought leader marketing and how to make yourself stand out in your brilliance, be that confident expert you already are so that you have a wait list for your services, your products sell out, you don't have to launch. <laughs> I am anti-launch. Yes. We should probably just establish that right now. <laughs> I love that so um, much. Yeah. So thought leader marketing and how to um, really position people's brilliance and, and the results they get for their clients so that they don't ever have to worry about where clients are coming from again. Yes, that sounds great. I, um, you know, I had like, I don't know how to call it, like term, I was a terminal launcher. I don't know. It was like, so it is so stressful. I have one product or a couple of products actually that I'm like, Oh God, you know, if it's, it's sales slow down and then you're like, or they're just, they stop if you're not launching. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's very, very stressful to just keep having to do that. And some people launch for six months and then do nothing for six months. And like, you know, but there's different schools of thought, but I definitely like where this is going and I'm excited to hear, but first let's talk about, um, how, you got started being nomadic or feeling nomadic or how you live nomadically. How does that work? Yeah. So the first thing was once I quit teaching, I had a lot of freedom because a lot of people will say, Oh, you're a teacher. You have all this time off, which is just bullshit. You don't have any time off ever. You spend your whole summers going to training so you can keep your license Mm. and you don't make enough money anyway to go do anything fun. So I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so immediately after I left teaching, I said, oh my God, I'm free. Like I can travel. Now I was building my business at the time. So I didn't have a lot of money in the beginning, but what I did is I became a blogger for Huffington Post 
And I started pitching uh, bed and breakfasts and um, like eco resorts and things like that around the country to come in and like, could I stay with them? And I want to do a um, a piece on Huffington Post, like drive traffic to to their website or whatever. And the first one that said yes was a community of digital nomads in um, Bali. And so I went out there and I was there for 16 days. And I, they were all tech startups living in this, it's this place called Live It, Live It Spaces. And it's in Bali and they were all different tech startups. And they were totally um, into the whole idea of content for marketing because none of them wanted to ever think about that. And I taught them some tricks and had such a good time. Mm. Um, there's some pretty famous startups that are, that are in there. I don't remember their names right now, but they're still there and they're still alive and kicking. So Bali was the first one. And then when I started making money in my business, I was like, wow, I'm going to work less and I'm going to go around the world. And I'm going to volunteer. And I'm not going to work when I volunteer. So I went to India for about 15 days and I volunteered in Gujarat in the slums. And I worked with girls in this, it's called the Dream Project. Wow. And it was, it, well, first it was eye-opening because I had never seen poverty on that scale. And I was not prepared for, mm -hmm. for what I saw. Like I cried for about the first four days. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of the other volunteers is like, you can't help anyone if you're so upset and they're not upset. So like, get over it and let's get going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did that. I built um, trail for the Rocky Mountains. Like I worked with the first service and I totally just went out there and volunteered at elevation 10,000 feet and camped with the national forestry service and learned how to build hiking trail for people coming through hiking. And I volunteered at a vegan, um, I'm vegan. So I volunteered at a vegan rescue farm. And that's really how I got my digital nomad roots, so to speak. Mm, what a collection of awesome experiences. So fun. I just want to learn and have fun with people. Like that's my whole goal in life. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. I love collecting those really varied experiences and that's, that's a, a few good ones to have a foundation for your nomad life. Um, and where are you right now? Right now I'm in Costa Rica in the central valley of San, San Ramon, outside San Ramon. Um, and we've been here about five months. We head back to Brooklyn, New York at the end of April. And we're going to pack things up in the States and we've bought a house. So we'll be coming back to Costa Rica full time and then traveling out from here. This will just be our home base. I love it. I love a good home base. You know, I do. Um, what do you love about Costa Rica? Why did you choose it? What I love where we are is the weather. It's like 75 every day. You don't need a heater. You don't need an air conditioner. The sun is bright. <laughs> I, I'm red. I went outside today, like hung out for an hour. Um, and the people are so lovely. Everyone has been so lovely. We have made more friends here in five months, expats and locals, than we've made in, in Brooklyn in 10 years. And it wasn't that I changed and it wasn't for a lack of trying. So I just feel really good here. My body's happy here. My mind and my business, like everything's just happy here. That's fun. I like it. Everything's just happy because there's a, there's like a, I don't know, like a feeling that you, you get, you're right. Like all through your body, every part of you is like, 
yes, you know, mm-hmm. and whereas sometimes in different situations that doesn't align. Um, so are you selling your place in Brooklyn? Do you have a place in Brooklyn? Oh, we have an apartment in Brooklyn. We have a home in Pennsylvania, um, in the Poconos, in the mountains. Um, so we've got a stressful six months or so coming up. We're going to move back to Brooklyn, get out of there, pack up and get out of there in June and go to our house full time till the end of the year. Mm. And then we'll be ready to move back here um, in Costa Rica. So we've got our work cut out for us the next <laughs> six yeah. months or so. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about thought leadership because first of all, for people who don't know what that is, what is that? Yeah. So your thought leadership is that idea that that you put a stake in the ground and carrying your torch and saying, you're either with me or you're not. And I don't care anymore. (laughs) You can either get on board with me becoming the number one digital nomad in the world or not. I don't give a shit. Like this is who I am and this is where I'm going. And thought leadership is what changes um, conversations, systems, um, and gets people's, you know, rallied behind what it is you're doing. You've really got to like hone that message if, if that's what you're meant to be doing. Mm. Okay. Have you got any strategies for honing that message or is it just like thinking of what the, the types of things that you're like, uh, I'll use the word unreasonable about if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one, one. So one of the things we've been talking about in my group is, um, who are your people not? A a lot of people spend a lot of time who their people are, but I like want to know who your people aren't, because if you can define who they aren't, you can really talk to the others (laughs) much better. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing we've been doing, but the other thing that I take people through and I teach people about is, I help people develop their thought leader mission, vision, and purpose. And this is done a lot of ways and it's done really shitty, like really vague and shitty and people don't know what to do with it. So once I help someone develop that piece, that mission, vision, and purpose, we align every single thing coming from the brand or the company with those three things. And if it doesn't fit, it gets eliminated. Because what happens as creative entrepreneurs is we have all these ideas, we bounce from one thing to the next, and nobody can catch on with what the hell we're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? It sounds like painfully familiar. <laughs> yeah. And so I really get people to hone in, okay, what do I stand for? Who am I? What is my like, torch I'm going to carry around the world? Mm. Um, and then we can develop the bodies of work from there. So if you want to launch a podcast or video show or write a book or mm-hmm. plan your next retreat or write your signature speech, like whatever that is, everything is cohesive and it's tied together. You know, it's interesting that this interview was scheduled now because this is like something that I've really been thinking about lately and reading bits and pieces of, and they're coming together like a, a blueprint. And this interview is kind of solidifying that whole thing for me where I've spent a couple of years just being like, whoa, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I find something that I like. I'm like, I guess I'll just talk about this. But what you're saying makes perfect sense to me that you have to find these ideas. Um, Man, it's, yeah, it's really clear to me. I'm like, this, this makes sense. Um, So let's talk about what to do when you found that and you're solidifying those ideas. When you find your people, 
from you know defining them using what you you don't want etc what's your strategy and advice on what to do with those people you know should you make a facebook group should you not do any of that stuff and just talk to them in person and book them as clients or how do you yeah. and how do you charge for that like what are you charging them for etc that's good. So the first thing is I'm known globally for something called the content personality wheel. And mm -hmm. if you take the quiz, which takes about five minutes, um, you will determine where you're, where you best show up in the marketing. Okay. So for me, it's live in person and video. Those are my top two. And I only tell people to really operate in their top two. Um, and, and I'm a great writer. I am an author. Like I was a writer for many places, but you know what, Beck? I come alive on video and I sell through video. So as much as I'm a great writer, when I switched to video, it was just a game changer for my brand. Um, yeah, so depending on your content personality, it really depends on what you do with people, right? Because if you're like number five, five out of five is like the lowest you could go and it's live in person, you should not be meeting people on Zoom. You should not be speaking in front of, <laughs> people like it's just not going to come across um as like your natural way of attracting people so um that's the first thing so i can't really say what you should do until you take the quiz because the quiz is going to help you like eliminate a whole bunch of shit of all the stuff people keep telling you you should do that probably isn't working and you're like why isn't this working um so there's that uh for myself i have a facebook group and really, I want to answer your, your first question. No matter what your content personality is, I think when you love people, that is how you grow a thought leader brand. Because you show up and people know that you care about them. You serve them with really powerful content. If you're a Facebook group owner, you better be in that group interacting. Mm. Or it ain't going to work. <laughs> that shit's going to go down. That's true. <laughs> Um, okay. We've seen it happen, right? We've seen yeah. it happen. We've seen groups grow to tens of thousands and then they sh they're shutting them down all over the place. It's because they weren't there to begin with and like nothing's going on really. Just a whole bunch of spamming on the wall. Yeah. This is so good. I have so many questions. Just, um, so which, I've written down which sphere do you operate best in? What are the options for someone who's like, wait a second, I know we've got the quiz, which everyone's going to go and take. Uh, what's the address for the quiz? M, like Mary, mshannonhernandez.com slash CP quiz. Okay. Content well, we'll personality have, quiz. CP we'll quiz. have that link in the show notes, which is at digitalnomad.me. Um, so what are the options that, because I'm like, okay, I quite like podcasts. It's, okay, it's like, I'm enjoying it. I don't know that it's my thing that like brings me, makes me alive, you know? Uh, yeah. I, think I really like video. Uh, I think I thrive in video. Maybe speaking. Like what are the options? Yeah, so you hit three of them. It's audio, mm -hmm. video, live in person, which can be a lot of things. It can be workshops, speaking, networking groups, like that's a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Written and visual. Visual is like not my thing. I have to have, I hire people to do all my visuals. Like I, it does not bring me joy at all. I do oh, not want to sit there. You like graphics? Yeah, I, I freaking hate it. That's a, I hate it. So that is a big no from me. If you're listening to this, I'm doing the thumbs down right now. That's uh, I'm the worst. Need to find someone for that. 
Um, okay, so those are the options. So if you're listening to this, um, have a think about which of those sounds the best to you. And let me give you a little tip as well. Don't think that you're crap if you only tried something twice and it didn't work. If you really enjoyed it, but you were crap, that's cool. Like give it a few more goes. There's definitely, you know, you don't have to be some genius at something from day one to consider it your thing. Um, I suspect that my thing, I'm going to be really into speaking. I used to do stand-up comedy in New Zealand for a little bit, and I really enjoyed it, and I think I was okay at it. I mean, the, the comedy bit was, you know, maybe negligible, but um, I really enjoyed the speaking, and I know that there's a lot of work for me to do in that area, and I need to do that work, but... But, Beck, I'm going to make a prediction, and you can follow up with me. I think you're video and live in person. Okay. Cool. And then like when you that. take the quiz, tell me. Tell me on Facebook. Which I'm going to. I'm literally going to do it right <laughs> after this. Yeah, yeah. I'll make a post about it for sure. Um, all right. Well, let's keep talking about what there is to do. So you've got your thing that you enjoy. You've got your – well, first of all, you've got your message. You've got your thing that you enjoy. How do you monetize that? Yeah. Well, there's lots of ways. I really work with service, service oriented people. Now I have worked with bed and breakfast owners. I'm opening a separate division of my company for eco, um, tourism resorts where I'll go in and do consulting with the marketing teams. Mm. Um, so there are some brick and mortar kind of people that I work with, but mainly I work with online business owners. Um, and so once you know your thought leader, mission, purpose, and vision, we look at, your offers. And <laughs> I only really let the people I work with focus on two offers. That's it. Um, and it's because I get them to charge like a premium price, right? For, for what they're doing. And most of my people are like coaches, consultants, speakers, some have digital products, but we really look at those two offers that align with your thought leader, mission, vision, and purpose. Mm. And then we build out the pipelines. Some people call these funnels. We build out the pipelines for those and we start selling. Now I'm a proponent of, I don't launch. I hate launching. Like <laughs> we already established that I'm mm -hmm. not launching. So my business is more of like a boutique type marketing consultancy. I only take a handful of clients at a time and I work really, really deeply with them. And we really work together for nine months, but I have like premium pricing for that, right? So that's one way, but then I have other people and they want to do masterminds. And so we come up with a strategy for the mastermind. They run several mastermind or group coaching groups. They don't necessarily want to focus on the one-on-one -on -one work. So no matter which way you do it, it can be very profitable. Um, I am not somebody who loves um, launching and product after product after product after product. I think it's just really hard to get traction like that and get known for what it is. I mean, you've got to do it, you've got to refine it, and then you've got to launch again and do it, refine it, and launch again. It's a cycle. It's like this endless cycle, and it's exhausting. Mm. Absolutely exhausting. What do you think about it? <laughs> about launching? Launching and products, because I know you have some products. I do have some products. I am um, looking into, because I really like the idea of thought leadership, I really like the idea of um, going and speaking at events, and I want that to be the thing that I work on next. Um, in terms of launching products, I'm not excited about it. I'm not. 
I enjoy it's not bringing you joy. <laughs> no, I, the part of that that I enjoy is um, is the passive income side of it. But what I found is that it's not that passive when you have to be launching all the time. Um, uh, I am so glad you said that. You are the first person, and I've talked to lots of people about marketing. This word passive income really grates on me. Like if I had to do thought leadership around this, it'd be like, how passive is it if you have to work your ass off all yeah. the time to sell it and market it? Yeah. I haven't Not talked about, exactly. I haven't talked about passive income for a long time. When I first started, I talked about it a lot. So I was like, yes, passive income, woo, four-hour work week. Um, but I have not found the four-hour work week to be the case. I spent a long time looking for the perfect business that I would be able to start from day one as a four-hour work week, and that never happened. Obviously, yeah. I just kind of faffed around for three years, like getting everything wrong and not, and not making any money because I would never actually start because I never wanted to work hard. I just wanted to find this easy thing. Uh, when I was finally able to be like, okay, I can't pay the rent, need to do some work, I launched uh, some info products and, and I, was, I was launching for the next uh, couple of years and that was fine, you know, but I still am like, oh, is there a way to make this passive? I mean, there kind of is because I have a team that now like deals with a lot of that stuff, but I don't really want to have that kind of business where my team's just running all this stuff and I'm, what am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Like I enjoy working and I enjoy working with my team and I, I have outsourced a lot of stuff to them, but that is only to free myself up to work harder. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because I actually really, and I don't do it because I have to. I do it because I actually freaking love yeah. growing my business and becoming, you know, better at things and working on stuff. Like I'm not sitting drinking pina coladas. And frankly, there's not a lot about that that excites me. I have sat yeah. before for, and, and drank pina coladas. And there's only a couple of days you can do that before you're like, I need to do something. I can't sit even a few hours. I can't sit on a beach and do nothing. I have to be writing ideas. I have to be thinking about the next stage. Um, and so, so let me just, yeah. So th this is a really great discussion and here's what I want to add to it is that my income is 30,000 a month and it's going up and I, I don't have any products that I sell. Okay. And I work three days a week, nine to three. So there's this big myth out there that if you have this kind of business and you don't have these products and passive income, you're working all the time and mm -hmm. it's not true. It's, it's not true at all. And, and I help people set up businesses like this. Now, here's my thing. I want to make an impact in the world. That is my thought leadership. And I want to like, I want to work with you or work with whoever. And I want to work with you and transform your business and transform your life. That's the kind of work I want to do. That is not passive work right? Mm. It's active work. Um, and it doesn't mean that it eats my time, but it also means that I get this awesome lifestyle with a great income and I'm still traveling around the world and doing what I want to do and having houses wherever I want to have them. Mm. It's a whole different way to think about business. It really is. And it's, it's something that has taken me a few years um, to go from the four hour work week type thing, which is a certain type of nomad, I think. And to move into this other space. And honestly, to be honest with you, that's something I'm just starting in now. Mm -hmm. Having, having uh, you know, started the podcast and really started discovering what my thought leadership is. Um, moving in, I'm, I feel myself moving into this new space of like, I don't want to just launch anymore and do, I mean, I enjoy info products and I think that they are helpful to people. And, and 
you know, I enjoy helping people in that way, but there's something bigger and something that's more, it's going to take more of me than just like creating a few info products and then trying to like sell them mm-hmm. in launches. And so that's, it's, that's why it's interesting that this interview has come up now because it's something that I'm excited about and learning lots and lots about every day. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's see where we're at for time. We probably should move into the uh, quick fire round. I didn't tell you about this today. I got an email. I'm ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get started. What is your favorite country to nomad in? Costa Rica. That one was fairly obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's okay. Okay. Um, what is a weird item you take with you when you travel? Well, I don't think it's weird, but some people would. It's my little Ganesha statue for my altar. Oh, little that bronze Ganesha statue. You know, Ganesha is the remover of all obstacles. So he, he comes with me everywhere. I didn't know that he was the remover of all obstacles. That's awesome. He's a, Maybe I he's a great one to have around. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take two. Sounds good. Um, what, what is your favorite book or genre, if you can't choose? Oh, man, I have been on a reading frenzy. Um, I'm reading a book right now called The Power of Moments, and it is phenomenal. I'm actually leading a book club for my community around it. And it's all about how to create powerful moments with every person you meet so that they never forget you, including your clients and your customers. I want to read that. You're, yeah. giving, you're giving us some gold today. This is great. <laughs> the power of moments. The power. The power. I recommend it for everyone on the earth. <laughs> okay. That's a good recommendation. Um, what is something that you, you take with you you can't live without? My Vitamix. <laughs> <laughs> we had awesome. to pack it. And I was like, is this going to get through customs? Like, this is probably a weapon. Like, <laughs> so I assume you're not one of these nomads that uh, just carries carry-on. No, I'm not. <laughs> the maximum yeah, maximum check. And, and I'm like a vegan and that Vitamix is vital to me staying vegan and being That's able right. to do what I need to do. So the Vitamix goes everywhere. That's a good choice. I have a Nutribullet, um, which is, I think, a bit smaller than a Vitamix. And it's been really great, but I definitely, if, I, if it ever dies, I'm getting a Vitamix because I hear such good things about them. Well, well. Um, this one wasn't on the list. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, What's the best business advice that you've ever been given? Do the work, detach from the outcome. Ooh. It's my mantra every day. Man, there's a lot of quotables in here. I don't know how my assistant is going to choose which of these to use. Maybe we'll just make you like 10 different graphics. Um, Okay. What, uh, What advice do you have for someone who is thinking about, I usually say going nomadic. Right now I'm going to say thinking about thought leadership. Um, what's the best advice you have for someone who's like, well, I want to look into that or be a thought leader or what, how do they, what's your advice? So two pieces of advice. First, follow your heart and your soul and what you believe because it does not lead you astray. That's the first one. And the second one, if you're really going to be a thought leader, you better be ready to get judgment (laughs) out the ass. (laughs) 
because people are going to disagree with you. They're going to do all kinds of crazy mean things on social media. You got to have a thick skin Mm -hmm. and you can just like, you know, love them and release them and like get on with your thought leadership because you got bigger fish to fry in the world. (laughs) I love it. That's really good advice. Um, Okay. Lastly, where can people find you online? Oh, there's a couple places. Come to my awesome Facebook group, Marketing for Thought Leaders. Beck will be in there. That's right. And make sure you, yeah, I will be. And I just joined right now. And just uh, make sure that you fill out the three questions, right? Yep. And the other thing, just fair warning, if you don't participate, you don't get to stay. So you got to like get involved because thought leaders don't hide. That's, that's the deal. Okay. So we practice being visible in there. Um, it's a very safe, loving place. Um, so there's that. And then you can find me in shannonhernandez.com and you can take the quiz there too. And I'd love to hear from you what your quiz results are and how you're going to have more fun with your marketing. Awesome. Shannon, thank you for joining us. This has been enlightening. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. See you tomorrow.